0: Everybody. Welcome back to Pack Your Mics, the Top Chef podcast from the creators of Read It and Weep. We're a low-hate, triple-date TV debate podcast. I'm Alex, and this is Megan joining me in our Portland studios. Hello. You you liked my little rhyme intro?
1: I didn't even notice that it rhymed. Oh. I was just so nervous about saying hello.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Like, what a great she smile. She must like me. <laughs> nope, not at all. It's not about me. Also joining us, uh, at, well, Ez and Sarah are still on baby vacation. Uh, but we have back our OG Potters in Brooklyn, New York. It's Chris and Tanya. Ahoy, hoy! Sup, hey guys! And also, uh, our fifteen, our season fifteen new classics in Los Angeles. It's New Sarah and Kyle, and sometimes Woody. Hey guys! Hello. Hey. Kyle, is there a happy birthday from you that I owe you?
2: No. Nope.
3: Uh, uh-uh, no. Did we were celebrating other people's birthdays oh. Uh, oh. last week, which is why we missed Restaurant Wars, but. We've been listening to your excellent commentary on it as we've been tootling around the city this week, and it's been great.
0: Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. We definitely missed you for Restaurant Wars. Um, but we have, we have some stuff to talk about today. Last week was Oof. drama-filled. This is more just straight tragedy. Um, mm-hmm. We're down to just what steps. happens
4: and they are good all around. So yeah, you kind of like, we're begging for tragedy now. It was like we were carrying a tray with like seven beautiful creme brulees (laughs) and then we tripped and the two best ones hit the floor. Mm. And sort of like, we were carrying
0: seven beautiful creme brulees and someone was like, just so you know, you're required to drop at least one. Yeah, like there's yeah. no way it was going to be great.
4: Surprise! It's two.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. but keep that one with the mustache though.
4: Yeah, keep uh, that. Keep that one that doesn't have a good crust on it at all, and the crystals. <laughs> keep
2: the Cribberlis.
0: He rearranged yeah. his crystals, yeah. which has really been helping his confidence. <laughs>
2: so, like, what for was he Cribberlis, talking about? Crystals are good. <laughs> I, that's
1: true. That's, that's true. a good yeah. point. Yeah. That is a good point.
0: I, I yeah. guess caramelization I, is what you mean by kept crystals? him safe this time. Yeah. <laughs> So, here's what happened, you guys, if you missed it. Uh, so, uh, Padma enters the kitchen with a dour expression, which tells you immediately it's time for another inexplicably brutal il- quickfire elimination.
1: Or that she's not in the mood for pasta today.
4: <laughs> Ooh, yeah, maybe. true. She has had it with pasta from certain individuals.
3: We are killing her with all this pasta and polenta. And I...
4: Uh, part of that was done in ADR so I don't know if she was
0: actually mad or if it was just robot Padma from the future wanted us to think she was mad about pasta yeah
3: why
1: ADR that why would ugh. did? It, I mean maybe she said it and the mic didn't catch it and that's like, what I was gotta thinking gotta get this on TV yeah,
4: like, <laughs> yeah well because it gets referenced later so they couldn't just keep skipping right. over it mm-hmm. also I was annoyed I was like you can't make Cavatelli again you already did that genius thing with the mandolin board like you've got to stop this Oh,
0: man, I don't know if I agree with that. I just want him to make me caviar day. But never he's not
4: feeding it. you on this television show, Alex. <laughs> no,
0: but he's feeding Padma. How could she be mad? I just She's want- not you. Oh,
4: easily. She's okay, not Alex. you. She's not you. This is something that's
1: really important to remember, Alex. It
0: is. It's both her greatest strength and her greatest weakness. Mm-hmm. Greatest strength for and my misunderestimation of Padma <laughs> is mine. <laughs> I just could eat pasta every day. Why? Oh, I don't know how she's. Yeah. Had it up but to I here. think
3: if you're trying to test someone's skill set, like they know he's excellent at this type of cuisine, he's not like showing them how he can stretch themselves a lot more. And Top Chef is really, really big on making you cook outside your comfort zones. Yeah, but totally.
4: Also,
0: so big about telling you why didn't you just cook this food you're good at all along because you tried to stretch and it went badly. You have well, to do both. He already played that card, man.
4: Yeah. That's you can't true. play exactly the same card over and over again and win Top Chef. That's not how this works. Yeah. yeah, so and
0: It's not Top Scallop. It's,
3: it's not. <laughs> it's
0: definitely. Remember when scallops were a thing back before Crudos? Yeah. Wow. Now it's all I miss crudos. scallops. It's all you guys, I, I, uh, I flew internationally this past week, Ooh. and I had plain scallops.
4: <gasps> I had scallops Whoa. on a plane. And you're still here? Yeah. <laughs> Lived to tell the tale. Lived
0: to tell the tale. I was like, plane clams, gimme. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Plain clams. This, I don't no, see I mean, why like, people complain about airline food. Yeah, that well, it turns complains. out business class in Air France actually cooks their food okay. Yeah,
4: because <laughs> oh, it's oh. part of
0: their culture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was so nervous because I was like, oh, that looks good. I'm going to eat it. But I'm really going to watch myself. (laughs) I was going to make a joke (laughs) about how you were bragging about flying internationally, and then it turned out to be a good scallops in the air brag, which is way more than I even imagined. Well, I felt super risky about it, and it was a scallop story, so I just had to share it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was relevant to the conversation. It was relevant. Well, speaking of
0: food trends, one of the things that is great about Top Chef, we can always count on them, to have at least one snarky challenge about a current food trend this year... Uh, It's beautiful but tasteless at best. Edible flowers.
1: Is that so? Is that like in this year? Like, I feel like
0: Top Chef is a lagging indicator.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, I I like.
0: I feel like we've been having edible flowers popping up the last couple years on dishes. We haven't. We don't even go out to fancy that much.
4: No, that's true. Have you guys noticed? But you're also you guys are yeah. I guess I think like food food culture across the. Nation is solidifying more because of internet. Mm. And so, like, but taking something that's fringe and like bringing it into the spotlight and saying this is happening is a top chef specialty.
0: It's definitely, yeah. and, and also to say it with like a, but you have to do it well kind of eye roll that they did when they talked about the flowers. So, can you make something that also tastes good and is not just brightly colored? Judge uh, David Kinch, chef from Manresa in Los Gatos, uh, which is a restaurant bo- boasting three Michelin stars. Two from yeah. Firestone and two and a half from Goodyear. Wow. hey oh. <laughs> two of those were lies. Um, I just yeah. think it's weird that our restaurants are named after tires. Anyway, uh, Carrie wins for fresh f- for fancy toast whereas Joe's yeah. passes, stuffed squash blossom is too predictable. Butterfunk's uncooked fish is swimming in too much liquid and clean-shaven Joe's roasted radish salad is both misroasted and worse yet, a radish salad. Uh, yeah. You guys, so first of all, where do you guys stand on Edible Flowers as not not just whether or not it's trendy, but do you like them? L.A., how do you I'm feel? I'm
3: into them. I'm into them. I'm a very... I have a very, like, florally, citrusy palette. Hmm. So I'm like, you know, the, the old lady swilling gin and eating those flowers. <laughs>
0: Aww. <laughs>
3: Um, so I like. I them. support I you mean, swilling
0: gin and eating flowers, Sarah. Mm. Thank Just... you,
3: thank you. Like a drunk cow. <laughs> mm. I I don't know if I like encounter them a lot of places. I think it's mostly like ice cream that I run into them around oh. here. I don't know. What are your feelings, Kyle?
2: I think like edible flowers. I-, I don't have any like real basis for this, but it seems like such a '90s food trend
4: right I mean it, yeah all it just that's seems old, old comes back again we're all obsessed so. with the Memphis group and terrazzo tile we may as well bring back some edible flowers and maybe one of those weird black and white chocolate desserts
2: yeah it just seems like putting in edible flowers like what they would have done at a steakhouse in 95 to like class up their huh. fillet is just like you can also eat that flower on the side
0: <laughs> so
1: I, I do like eating garnishes.
2: You do?
3: Yeah. Yes. Me yes. too. It yeah. feels like you get a bonus snack.
1: I know. Mm-hmm. It's so refreshing. Yeah. It is important yeah. to get
0: your money's worth and finish the it whole parsley. Out,
4: I like no, I like a clean plate, but yeah. at the end. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I also like a fancy toast which got a lot of uh trash talk. Uh <laughs>
4: well yeah because if you've been alive in the last 10 years you've had like your own weight in fancy toasts but and it doesn't mean that it's not yeah, delicious sometimes i don't think yeah. i've never
0: not enjoyed fancy toast that i was eating so mm-hmm. i'm yeah. glad she was able to pull that off so strongly well and i think for something like this like it was actually a really great platform to show off the ingredient as mm-hmm. opposed to a lot of other things i mean uh, the the squash Ooh. blossom thing was not good well really and that's hated so this, joe sesto's dish they really did and that was also the one that was like this is the obvious thing people do with flour like the the yeah. uh kinch was e- even kind of like rolled his eyes like well i knew someone was gonna have to do a squash <laughs> blossom well and that yeah. was so
1: weird because he was like well this is very different when he was with- pre- talking about his dish because he was like he was all like well the toast i can't believe she's doing a toast right this he was is like, like, i'm gonna do the different thing Stuffed really squash blossom. yeah you know?
0: I mean this comes down to what Tom said is it, it you're not gonna get punished for making an obvious thing. It's just you're gonna be punished if it's not the best possible stuffed squash blossom with goat cheese fondue yeah yes. <laughs> exactly that's that's in the bylaws <laughs> it is uh yeah, kind of a kind of a mixed bag in terms of the outcomes like uh, to have them like so mad at those three and then send them all into the quick fire and then hate all three of their cookoffs um well, yep. I guess before we talk about that, why the sudden death at this point in the show, um, my, uh, is this the cost of having Last Chance Kitchen be so fun? And if so, is it worth it?
4: Oh, I, I think, thought it had to do with taking away immunity. Like it was yeah. just, and also just like, you got to thin the herd. Yeah. yeah. Too many jokes I mean, on TV.
0: Yeah. And Last Chance Kitchen, because of the decision Tom made about keeping two, you know, there's Plus just there's some the extra entries because there was double entries rounds. into the, you know, there there's a lot to do in terms of people swapping and, and trading them around. So yeah, it's, it's okay. I didn't mind it. Um, after restaurant wars is when everything gets more intense anyway. So I thought it was a good tone setter. <coughs> if you had to take a sudden death quick fire or a double elimination, which would you prefer? Double elimination. Why?
1: Well, I just, I just don't like the, I mean, for me, the quick fire, especially after Restaurant Wars, when like everyone's sort of like proven themselves and like, um, I don't know, like I just, it feels just not super respectful of them because they only get these, you know, two quick challenges. And yeah, whereas at least with the double elimination, you know, they've done the whole challenge and they get the whole episode and, you know, they really get to. And if, it it doesn't depend on whether or not, like, the pan is clean or
0: whatever. Right. Or, like, or whether
1: a, you're, like, have an idea f- within 30 minutes for cauliflower. I don't right, know. Right, right. Like, if they're a <laughs> team, then you can
0: eliminate them together as a team, which feels kind of nice, at least, as opposed to, like... One one person today got eliminated for a big flaw and the other person got eliminated for a fifteen minute flaw.
1: Well, I I guess the risk with the double elimination and why I might hate it is if everyone does really well and they still have to get it rid of two people, that True. would
0: really suck. True. So
1: but that didn't happen. Other thoughts this week.
0: double versus quickfire? LA?
2: i think i think uh, let's have, have everybody win. can we have seven top chefs i think
0: i said that to you Megan, as i was like can we like let's just not do any more eliminations everybody's top chef now we'll
2: just
1: call it here yeah
0: i feel yeah. fine about that i well, if joe stash had gone home instead today i would have been like good day everybody now everyone's top chef <laughs> yep but, good game uh now i'm just kind of frustrated that we're like why are we going to keep eliminating people i like
4: that's gonna be a real enduring theme like once joe stash goes home because it is inevitable like we are going to be just it's just gonna keep hurting do
0: you do you think it is inevitable i felt that way but he's also been like uh i guess trolling the bottom of the uh top chef ocean for the last several days and continuing to stay alive yeah all you got to do is not be last place exactly you you, you could be second to last every day and you win the show He's yep. had
1: some. I mean, it feels like he's really inconsistent, though, because he yeah, had, had has some had highs. some wins. Yeah, or, I believe. True.
0: It just felt especially bad because I think he went zero for three today and got yeah. to stay, whereas two, sh- yeah, two chefs went home. um So uh, maybe we
1: should start looking into the crystal thing. I mean, <laughs> maybe it works. Yeah. Fortunately, there are <laughs> a lot of options around
0: here if we want to get into crystals. <laughs> Um, so then the sudden death cook-off, the bottom three chefs have to do another questionable trendy flour issue. Chefs replace an important ingredient with cauliflower. And Hey-o. As seems obvious given the challenge, all three dishes are not very good. Uh, cauliflower can be oh, great, hey, dude. I
3: like cauliflower. <laughs> Come
0: on. <laughs> Let me finish this summary. and then I want to get all of this hate. Um, as, uh, so uh, Butterfung's Cabanada is the least bad, whereas Joe stash's Buffalo Collie and No Stash's uh, Kali risotto are both just awful. And, um, tragically, the more likable Joe has to go home. So, okay. <sighs> so, you guys are going to defend Kali, cauliflower as a replacement food. Go for it. Of
3: course. Well, it's delicious. It depends on how you cook it and season it. They all cooked and seasoned it poorly. I think it's like any other vegetable, right? Like, it can have a real funky texture if you're not, like, paying attention to it. But one of our weeknight staples, Kyle's laughing at me, um, is. Uh, lentil, ta- lentil cauliflower tacos. Ooh. It was like oven roasted cauliflower, and it Ooh. is legitimately very tasty. And we feed it to all of our meat loving friends, and they enjoy it. Yeah, it's actually yeah. legit.
4: Also, the otolenghi cauliflower steaks are so good. I, I to be fair, I really love cauliflower, and especially in those dishes. But
0: my problem with it is that when you use it as a meat replacement, everybody goes home hungry. There's just nothing oh. in it, and you're replacing, like, the most calorie-dense part of a meal with just water, th- with texture. And it's delicious, but it is just not really a whole food. Mm. That's my main concern. Huh.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the I mean, like yeah. Alex. Like, what I mean is, like, Butterfunk uh, replaced one vegetable with cauliflower, you know? Right, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, you didn't have to necessarily make it the meat thing right yeah. although
4: it was the, just an element
0: but the but uh, i mean like cauliflower to me has made its biggest appearance in the fake meat
4: buffalo wings which are one of my obsessions oh. in the world I, I, I don't think so i places. think like the but it's also like it's a pizza dough replacement like it oh, it's it, a t- gluten
1: yeah yeah, gluten yeah. Replacement.
4: Did, yeah and like or a rice replacement did like Carrie it subs it, it in for many a weeks ago yeah, yeah. yeah. she Those totally did judged. Yeah. Adrian did. I yeah, Adrian. it was Adrian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Adrian. Oh yeah, for the kids' challenge. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think that's the thing is they all thought of it as well, two of them thought of it as meat, and then Joe thought of it as rice, and then they all cooked it the wrong way to be those things. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh you <laughs> know, this is a replacement of rice.
4: Let me just chop it up real big, you know, like rice. Yeah. Like <laughs> what? A
3: those
4: big chunky rice pieces you all know so well. <laughs> you know, like uh one inch cubes. Like rice, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Cubed rice. Man, there were two terribly cooked cubed dishes today too. Weird theme. Yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously like just Tom hated the whole group of them. Um, but it does seem sad about Nice Joe having to go home, right? I mean, there were too yeah. many Joes, but why that one? Everybody wanted Nice Joe to stay. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. all the emotion on the side. Like everybody oh was so God. stressed out. And you're like, yeah.
4: Oh. Yeah. there's a lot of crying, you guys. A yeah. lot of crying."
0: I did not, I mean, I like Joe, but I did not realize he was so thoroughly beloved. I didn't realize yes. he was just that fun to be around, but apparently he's just the nicest dude. Hmm.
2: I think he was like the one nice bear. The other bears <laughs> like like, the other bears, but Joe was the only bear that other people like actively wanted to hang with.
4: Yeah, Aww. Joe was the bear that was like making strides in the community. Mm-hmm. Joe, Joe yeah. was the uh, um, just the right temperature
0: bear. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: No, we have just a, a lonely bear.
0: It's just, just the one bear.
1: bear <laughs> just eating his salmon and blackberries by himself.
0: <laughs> Making polenta.
4: <Yes. laughs> Again. Just his,
0: his whole body stuck into a honeypot. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, yeah, man, it is a bummer to see him go home. But uh, we have to soldier on into our elimination challenge. Um Uh, Which is today, even though the chefs seem surprised to hear it, because it's June in their world, it's Super Bowl Sunday. (laughs) It's the opposite of football season in (laughs) filming. Uh, So the chefs have to cater to one of the more upscale tailgate parties of all time, teams of two. And uh, the hardest part seems to be that it's a 300-person guest list, um, including such famous people as the mayor and a place kicker, who I'm assuming this is his first time on TV. (laughs) Uh,
3: Uh, Place kicker slash food blogger.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you get to be on TV sometimes, a place kicker, just not every day. Um, yeah, They were like, including some actual players from the Denver Broncos, like this, place kicker. Uh, they had some former stars and some current uh, good yeah. players. It was fun. Uh, it seemed like a fun party. Carrie gets to pick her team because she won the quick fire, which sometimes an advantage is secretly a disadvantage. This seems more of like a neither- uh, yeah mild
4: advantage maybe she got well she with, won yeah she got to hang out. With i was butterfunk, gonna say but, she won why is this such a weird like oh barely making it like oh no she no, no, no. Did I, just, I mean like best I as think, possible
0: i guess i think she might have won anyway she would have done really well either, like with any of these chefs um i just felt like it was not it was not a huge advantage it seems fun to hang out with butterfunk good for her um picking the other teams is kind of a meh thing i guess i don't feel like that really helps or hurts you yeah although if there was a villain that nobody liked yeah, You yeah. know, that'd be a good way to stick them with somebody who you thought was your biggest competition. Yeah, yeah. But but this season just isn't playing out like she's that. She's just human saying, also, block. It felt like it could have been any groups of these and they would have all been, like, had the
4: yeah. right opportunities. Mm-hmm. Well, I, we're, yeah, we're in a unique season where nobody really is, like, quote-unquote, playing the game, which I really enjoy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I so. do, too. I love it. Uh, she picks Butterfunk. They
0: win with a poutine. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, poutine, yes. <laughs> I... I I love a poutine. I was actually worried because they they were um, changing the uh, curds into a sauce, and I feel like the curds are one of the textures you need to keep poutine from being just. That's too sweet. Tanya I, I, We had this yeah. same conversation, which yeah. is like, well, I really want to elevate it and take out the cheese curds. We're like take them out? Yeah, so well, you're leaving fries and gravy, and, and that's your <laughs>
3: cheese sauce. Like, yeah. come on! I so was concerned. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, that's fries
3: th- and gravy. Mm.
0: I mean, she did say it was. Um, she did say elegant. Didn't they say
4: she's making it more elegant?
3: yeah she did she but had a great little cheese? joke
0: about that oh yeah but man it does look good and apparently uh butterfly knows how to fry some fries because if you keep those nice and crispy that's a delicious looking pile of food
4: oh, yes yeah. yes well yeah. done Yep.
0: Yeah. and uh, the chili uh the chili sauce was really good they said yeah
4: yeah they
0: were really into the chili sauce uh flavor and not heat which is like the it's the not too sweet of desserts that's the compliment to anything with chilies on it yep um let's see where who else did what uh adrian and joe stash make okay ribs over a terrible cube of fried mac Ugh. or as uh, uh one might call it fried mac and oh please also uncle bruce and uh uncle bruce and foddy made two unrelated dishes of decent steak and lentil notch. Oh nose yeah wow
4: you really worked these
0: out <laughs> yes megan are you impressed or just still nervous
1: i just don't i i don't know yeah (laughs) i'm
0: confused i just want to make you laugh one time and not (laughs) Um, reaching for
4: that rainbow yeah tom
0: Tom is not angry he's just disappointed or um as it was beautifully summed up. or he's
4: angry and disappointed it
0: could be both actually it was beautifully summed up by our listeners uh dave on facebook said tom was definitely wearing his disappointed dad pants this whole episode Oh, yeah. And then Claire chimed in, hell hath no fury like disappointed dad, Tom. I'm not even on the show, and I've committed to getting better just so I don't let him down. (laughs) Nice. Such a good, good, great job, you guys. Way to perfectly finish this up. So I'm most... And then um, out of all of that, kind of a shock elimination for Fadi. How are you guys feeling? How are you guys dealing with this? Are you... um, The nachos seemed ill-conceived from the get. I mean, right... I mean, like I felt but like just that, but store-bought then, blue corn chips. But and then like, I just heard like... about these great tacos that use lentils instead of uh, other yeah, beans. Can and I be-
3: interest you in lentils? <laughs> yeah. So, like,
0: yeah. I guess Sarah, does did this seem bad to you as a person who puts lentil on tortillas?
3: no it sounded really good but i my main concern with it was um doing that for 300 people like doing nachos to scale seems impossible to keep the textures right Mm -hmm. which sounded like was one of their main problems with it
0: mushy nachos
3: yeah and then that just bummed me out because i love Fatih and also all of her flavors again seemed really good it was the texture and like final assembly that failed her which is yep. also a really bummer thing to have happen because it was like the right. idea was fine her techniques were fine it's just not a thing you can make for 300 people yeah, yeah. and basically my issue Go
2: ahead. my issue was i i, I thought this is the wrong time to do this challenge like i don't think when you're down to the last six chefs oh I thought, gonna, I thought you meant to,
0: june but you mean just with seven chefs or, or, six well, or
2: both seven. i mean everyone was just time confused yeah uh but just the fact that like you don't want to Distinguish between the top six chefs by seeing who can elevate tailgate food for three hundred people in two days.
4: Uh, yeah, yeah if this yeah, was a
0: VIP party of twenty-five people tailgating, or just like how many people could fit in three cars or something. I think they could have done an incredible job, but it's just such <laughs> a huge scale. Yeah.
1: What if they were clowns in those cars, Alex?
0: <laughs> well, then they would smell weird, and it would be a, still less than three hundred people. Nice. Yeah. On- <laughs> no, Kyle, I agree with you. This seem, totally. it seems more like a challenge you do with like 10 or 12 people. Yeah. yeah. But I think the timing of, hey, we'll get some Super Bowl, some of that Super Bowl mojo in the TV schedule. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It is, was irresistible to the producers. Well, and so it led to one of the greatest moments, I think, or one of the greatest like coincidences and perfect moments of the show. But before oh, I absolutely. say that, I want to say yeah. it also seems like um because execution was such an issue. Um, but that seems like and, and texture that was also the risk of the um, of the poutine, and yep. so one of the structural flaws of this dish for Fadi was that her and Bruce made different food. If they had made food together, they might have been able to execute 300 plates a lot more precisely. If they had been cooking I hear together instead of against each other, I hear you. Yeah, that's my real bummer. I if if his and if his steak had just been on the nachos as Tom suggested, like it wasn't like they made totally it wasn't like he made soup and she made cereal like, <laughs> why not just together, steak perfect. nachos yeah. yeah
4: yeah i think he just got a little overwhelmed by her like series of twists on the nachos and just yeah. felt like he couldn't participate in that like you know brainstorm party
0: big credit to her too though for trying to do broncos colors with blue chips and orange nacho cheese that was uh the, the, the most, yeah, probably the most be- hideous colors in sports. And she tried to make them into nachos. Good
4: for her.
2: Yeah, seriously. Well, and then the nachos just look like nachos. They were not blue and orange. They were just, <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah, they're still
4: nachos. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I guess I also, I still get stressed out when chefs decide to buy one of the components of their dish. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm sort of surprised that she didn't get called out for those chips just being chips from being the store. Blue mm-hmm.
3: corn
0: chips from the the grocery store? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, I think
3: they're... I mean, it's been a bad season for chips. Whenever they make a chip, they talk about how burnt yeah, and oily it is. it has
0: been the burnt yeah. chip season. Yeah. Do you remember last season when they made so many chips and, like, <laughs> it seemed like they were doing great? I don't remember <laughs> something, that. I Something
4: you. has changed. Mm-hmm. But I also think, like, if... I don't know. Part of me wishes that they had, like, done something to the chips to make them sturdier or... I don't know. Well, there's yeah, just, A
0: lot of home fried <sighs> chips tend yeah. to be sturdier chips.
4: Yeah. So yep. that might have helped. But yeah, why didn't she make Joe's tostadas from Last Chance Kitchen <laughs> <laughs> that were so clearly like nuclear grade? <laughs> uh, Tom you, would have loved it. Tom would have been okay with
0: it. I, I mean, we had to talk about that controversy too. But um, just, I guess my last thought is as, as devastated as I was by by Fadi and Good Joe going home in the same episode, it's so sad. Um, I was really happy for Butterfunk because he yeah. he's a huge football fan. Specifically a huge fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. He won the challenge, got Super Bowl tickets, and this is before the season started. So he did not know when he won that his beloved Philadelphia Eagles would be playing in the Super Bowl today. So I'm just picturing how happy he must be today, and that does bring me back a little bit from Mm -hmm. the well and based
4: on everyone listening what will be tomorrow that will be so cool for him or so crushing for him (laughs) and we'll just have to wait and see i hadn't thought about how they'll probably lose but that is uh uh, i would say probably i just think there's a chance you know
0: the betting line is like four and a half points against i still i just think it is just i'm just glad he's there and it like he could be there watching two teams he doesn't like The way he, like, refused even for a moment to pretend to support the Broncos for Carrie's
3: Yeah, I know.
1: He was, he couldn't, he was like, she was like, we're Broncos fans. And he's like, no, we're not. Can't do it. Nope. (laughs) Not even, not even, can't even smile about that.
0: (laughs) I'm happy that he's there. And I, uh, I, I'm now officially tiny bit invested in them winning just for him.
1: Oh, no, totally. This makes the uh, Super Bowl more interesting for me, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're rooting for yeah. Butterfunk
0: in the Super Bowl. Get rooting some
1: Top Butterfunk. Chef into my Super
0: Bowl. Um, um, yeah, also, if you are rooting for Boston, you're wrong. So. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: That's true. Sorry
4: about ya. Sorry about ya, everyone uh,
0: uh, listening to this after the Super Bowl has happened. <laughs> I guess the other thing I'm feeling about the shock about, though, is that I did feel like this is not the ending they were telegraphing, because Joe Stash kissed his girlfriend on video chat. And Tom, it seemed like the Tom has spoken moment was when he said this dish was like good steak and bad nachos and this other dish was nothing redeeming at all. Like it seemed like he hated the Mac so much that he was going to send Joe Stash yeah. and we would have all been saved. But interesting editing choices, they kept us on our toes. Mhm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they did, the, they did the sort of go home edit, um, like, you know, call your family or talk about your kids interview for Joe, Stash, and Bruce. And yeah. Bruce didn't even...
4: Wasn't notable at all
1: was just kind of in the middle. Yeah. But
4: I think this is also contributing to the long, the longer like continuum of the show where you're sort mm-hmm. of like, okay, these people are flagging for various reasons. And they, you know, some people are frantically rearranging their crystals and like, who knows how much longer chicken purse can like keep it together. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, chicken
0: mm-hmm. chicken you know, oh, man, I, it did seem like uh, Butterfunk was the, is still the most tired. Like when they described the challenges, he seems the one who's just like, I'm ready for this to be over. I guess Bruce, too, is getting up there now, too, with his baby. It seems like both of them are ready to go home, where it would almost be like a mercy. But then, he cooked great. Both of them. Do you guys think... Actually, here's another question. Do you think Tom is right to be so angry? Because Tom was so, so mean to them about them making bad food as if he had forgotten that they had to cook it for 300 people in a parking lot in two hours
4: no i'm on tom's side oh sure absolutely on tom's side yeah also i feel like of all the people i trust to know if the food was good like why would i assume that it's the people who just cooked in a parking lot for a bunch of hours like who the people who walked around and tasted every single thing and have like you know the judging position on this show for a million years. I think they might know. Yeah, I just they say they've judged food yeah. truck
0: food. They've judged you know like in, in a variety of venues. It's not just like oh this wasn't under a cloche in a, you know on a white tablecloth. Yeah. You know, I guess no. I and mean, like, I mean, like I, I I think he knows that it was bad. I just think they also know it was bad. And sometimes the challenges are just hard, and that diminishes the
4: quality of food. And so when everybody does, think crawling, about yeah. Everything that comes out of out of Mustache Joe's mouth is like, we're killing it. 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 Like, yeah. somebody has to tell that man that he is not killing it. Yeah. Dude is living in a very... Those
3: crystals are addling him. Say that again. Sorry. <laughs> Those crystals are addling him. They are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's just... He's living in a beautiful rose-colored world. Yeah.
3: Yeah, rose quartz, guys. <laughs> it brings love into your life. <laughs> I was gonna so,
0: make a joke about edible flowers, but that's funnier. Uh, yeah, Chris, Chris I, do you guys think maybe it's the hangover from Restaurant Wars? And what I mean by that is, like, I was thinking more about yeah. like sports and and specifically football. Like, when a team plays a really tough team, even though they have a week the next week, like consistently they do worse than a- the average. You know, oh, and like yeah, Restaurant Wars, really you know, when it's like, that. why, why is this food worse? You know, we, you've done three hundred person challenges before, you've done Elevate street food challenges before and it's been good or at least uneven and this was like bad across the board well you just had restaurant wars and, you know? and then a sudden death quick fire so like yeah where people are emotionally people were affected as well rest
4: out yeah I yeah excuses excuses i guess but like maybe you're on a cooking show some dirt on it yeah. thanks coach tanya well i'm just saying like up. yes things are strenuous but it's not like it's going to get easier and easier from this point forward like yeah. and i think like having a reckoning now as opposed to like you know, having a really lackluster finale is, I'm, I, I, know, I guess I'm not feels saying, important. I'm
0: not saying even that their excuses uh, are, like, uh, enough to make up for it. I guess what I mean is they also know they did bad. You don't have to tell them you guys should cook better nachos. Like, at this point, they are all just thinking, I wish I'd made the best nachos. They weren't like, man, I sure am comfortable cooking bad nachos. I just feel like they knew there was problems. You hated the food, but you can't be like, you guys, next time, try cooking great food. I just don't think that's super helpful, kind of chiding. Sure, yeah,
4: yeah. I, I like that's what, is it we I, But also, if they do a bad job, like they they're just like, you know what, judges, we can punish ourselves. Like, you don't have to be mean to us tonight. Like, we're really sad, so we're just gonna go to the stew room and hang out. Like, what? Why are you suddenly against the judges telling it like it is?
2: I just How I think, think there's been a, a change because, like, the, I, I think that the last, at least l- this week's episode. They were going really hard because they maybe felt they got a little bit too chummy with the chef testants. And maybe like they Hmm. maybe it's either that they were too cordial because they're legit friends with Bruce or uh, they just felt like they were nicer earlier. And they need to kind of reestablish the boundaries where we're the judges. You're the chef testants cook for us.
0: Yeah. Wait, you you thought that they were too nice during restaurant wars?
2: Not during restaurant. Well, they were pretty nice to Conifer. Like, yeah. they had a great meal. But I feel like yeah. they're from earlier in the season, they were, like, very nice to all the chef testants. And mm. maybe they just went to, like, put up a wall of... I- I'm thinking of, like, when they made brunch in the house. And then Padma just, like, felt like... Seemed like she was one of them.
0: yeah. And she's been, well, yeah, they, that, they've been on. Every off time she raids the, the
2: house, she's friendly, though.
0: You know? I I, I think it's an interesting point. I also think it's funny that you mentioned that Bruce, about being friends with Bruce, because one thing we've learned from this show is that if you pick a random chef in the country, Bruce is friends with that chef.
4: Yes. Bruce <laughs> is just a friendly dude. Bruce is a super connector. Yeah, yeah thanks,
0: exactly. exactly. Gladwell.
2: Um, so they. Uh, uh, His LinkedIn must be nuts.
0: So they send home. Um, they send home uh, our other favorite person, and then we have to go to Last Tragedy Kitchen. So Fadi, Stash, and Brother Loves Traveling Salvation Show all have to make Tom a taco bar. Um, yeah, not just, not just a dish, a bar. Yeah, this time not you don't make him tacos. He gets to choose not to include your avocado. So, yep. uh, and everyone else gets to eat though which I really love is all the other chefs on the yeah, stools get to nice. try your taco bar but
1: we didn't see that part
0: we saw them like walk up and then we didn't oh, hear much about it yeah it okay. was real brief
3: and they had beer Yeah,
0: and there was beer yeah so from uh, I guess the main question I have for Last Strategy Kitchen comes from at Adri Shaw who just wants to start with the controversy right away tostadas are not a type of taco agree or disagree
1: yeah eh. they're not Chris, I, hey, Chris, I feel like
0: this seems taco. like something that you are ready to go to the mattresses on. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm okay with calling it a form of taco. like, okay. And mm. the taco bar experience is the same on a tostada. Yeah, it's just like way worse to eat as far as I can tell. Like, yeah, you got to kind of pick it up and eat messier. it from the side and whatever. Yeah, but like you get the fried tortilla magic. So like, I don't know. It, it, I'm, I'm okay with it. It it like I will give it to him. As far as that works for a taco bar, right. it better be damn good. And it was, you know. LA. So uh-huh. tostadas or tacos?
2: I don't think they're tacos, but I'm okay I would have been happier if Joe Flame had just been like, I made you a tostada bar.
0: I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I was ready Well, I first saw this tweet about it before I'd seen the episode and I misread it as taquitos and I was ready to like die on the hill that taquitos are a taco that's just tipped over into a roll. So I think no. really you go home, you was, <laughs> get out of see, here. <laughs> this is the fight I was ready to have, and so now I mean, obviously, it'd be real weird for me to be like, well, but not an open face taco. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but, it's like an open face sandwich versus a sa- uh, totally. a closed face traditional sandwich to yeah. me. You I know? feel like I feel like it's just a taco that fell into the fryer uh, flat instead of rounded. It's the same. Yeah.
4: Gentle listeners, if Alex invites you to eat a type of food, I just want you to get another source on what the food type actually is. That's all I'm asking. I was like, you hey. You can still hang out with Alex. He's a very nice man. I just don't want you to trust him when he tells you a food is a thing. Alex is like, That's hey, it's saying. sandwich night. Have a hot dog. Like, yeah. what? Hey, it's taco night. Have a taquito. You, <laughs> you may not I, get what you thought you were getting. He came
0: me on both of these. I'm... I'm comfortably set sure, up. Sure, I'm chair just on the saying you're of, gonna of be history. disappointed. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I, I uh, I'm fine. What do you guys think about the bar though? Does it like did that twist play versus just him just making him a taco? Yes.
3: I thought it was smart. I actually really liked it. I mean, I think it was like a crazy amount of things to ask them to make, but everyone yeah. seemed to complete them fine. A lot of work. So that didn't seem like it was you know it seemed like it was challenging for sure, but not like impossibly challenging. Not like the 10 minute cook a thing. Yeah. Um, so I liked that aspect of it. And I liked that it made them think about composition in a different way. Like they were all saying, cause he, cause Tom very clearly chose to leave something off of all of them that might be considered like necessary if they hadn't done the rest of their flavors. Right. Yeah. Totally. I liked, I liked that, that aspect lot. of it. Yeah. Basically, yeah. And it, I love that they all did totally different things and flavor profiles too. That was really cool.
0: Definitely. It seems like maybe part of the the strategy that all three of them figured out was you better make two things that are acidic. Because Tom might leave off one of your mm-hmm. acids and, and really unbalance the dish. And then yeah. they were all able to pull it through.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, I also like just, I don't know, for some reason, like tacos. I like tacos. Good day. Uh, like every Tuesday. It's a great day. But taco bar sounds like a party. Just for some reason, if I have to build it myself, we're having a taco party instead of just making tacos. Yeah, exactly. And you're,
4: you're inviting well, people to compose. Yeah. You're so far away. Oh, yeah, something something's up with your mic. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Chris, I think your mic got unplugged. Are we back? Yeah, you're back. Yeah, you're back. Oh, yeah. Yay. Okay. Yeah, just a uh, plug got uh, nudged. It I was a know. fun effect because it sounded like you were so mad you were pacing on the other side of the room and yelling your opinion. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree, Alex, about taco bar being a party, yeah. and it's always fun. Even if you just put things like on a in the middle of a table, and everybody's grabbing at it, yeah. or uh, you know, if you have a lazy susan, that can be fun. Also, uh, wow,
3: such wealth. <laughs>
0: no, I mean, uh, I don't have a lazy susan. I've seen them in catalogs. <laughs> uh, I I like the idea though, also that Tom could have tried to ruin your taco. He could have been like, I'm gonna make a taco that is just. Three tortillas and nothing else. And like three tortillas and salsa, and he's like, this taco's terrible. <laughs> it's so boring. Not very filling." Yeah. <laughs> um, that brings us to our uh our pen segment. Ooh <gasps> Old School. Oh,
2: old school <laughs> But also. The hey. <laughs> Do the ding-dong song. A ding
0: ding. It's time for Megan's mailbag. All the way from the other side of our living room. Megan is going to read to you from all of our great listener submissions. Uh, The easiest way to get in touch with us is mailbag at packyourmics.com. Megan, what's in your bag?
1: Lots of great stuff.
0: Also, let's not make that the tagline. What's in your bag is just gross sounding.
1: Yeah, it's weird. (laughs) What? Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Sounds like a a recurring feature on Racked. dot com.
4: I was going to say, yeah, that's oh, pretty typical fodder for editorial. Yeah, but for, yeah, that's fine. No,
0: it's fine. Moving, moving on. For, but like when you just look someone in the face and say, "What's in your bag?" I don't know. Just take some of the fun out of it for me. Anyway, mm. <laughs> go ahead.
1: Um. Well, I have to say that that everyone who wrote in was not a not a big fan of the elimination quickfire. Not uh, surprising. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have anyone weigh in saying. <laughs> that they loved it <laughs> surprisingly
0: <laughs> we, we're always so forgiving at the beginning of the season when there are too many chefs on our tv but i think mm-hmm. everyone is pretty happy with the number of chefs right now mm-hmm. mm.
1: yeah and uh, katie wrote in and said um every elimination is getting more stressful because i just like everyone so much yeah and it seemed to be a perfect sentiment a common sentiment yes um uh jane says uh, she'd watch a carrie and chris web series yeah um, she, she would love to watch, uh, their trip to the Super Bowl on a Snapchat yes. story or something.
0: I bet we could uh, on yeah. Instagram. I don't know. I'm not following Butterfunk, but I wouldn't be shocked.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun to, to see if we can find out more about how it goes. Yeah. I uh, Bridget went in. So do you guys know if they're doing fan favorite again this year? Have you seen anything about that?
4: I imagine they will. Yeah. yeah. I um, think they did a... They've done it every season. I'm trying to remember. I feel like several, like
0: maybe season eight or something, it was like a big deal and they talked about it on the show. Go on and vote. The winner gets like a certain amount of money or something. And then it seems like it sort of faded away uh, as a, like it seems like it's getting like less placement.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, Bridget Bridget is definitely voting for Fatima for fan favorite. Um, Oh. She Shoo-in. says that uh, she She still remembers the injustice of Fabio winning that over Carla plus Jen missing out because of the vo- Voltagios and Kevin.
4: Oh. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I think I would I oh, think I definitely agree with way. her that Fatima is absolutely my fan favorite this year.
0: Yes, absolutely. I, yeah. I think th- there's a very little competition as much as I like Clean Shaven Joe or probably as much as everyone likes Clean Shaven Joe. It would be hard for someone to beat Fadi right now. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see how Padma had to like stop herself from tearing up when Fatih was eliminated. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And especially because she'd been so mad at everybody that day. You mm -hmm. guys. Yeah. She was
1: was was, a herder. She was also really moved when um during the elimination quickfire when everyone was like crying Pond was like oh my god what did i do <laughs>
4: yeah I, that's yeah like, people we were done? so
0: wrecked
4: that's it was yeah. so her sad of
0: a face is like oh no i'm a monster <laughs> <laughs> uh also though as sad as it was for Fadi today uh we also got good news about her in real life so, oh yeah yeah her her surgery went really well and she's expected to be cancer free very shortly so That's hell yeah fantastic yeah i'm sorry heck yeah <laughs> yeah totally couldn't couldn't be happier for that
1: yeah absolutely um let's see uh so adrian wrote in and um she pointed us to an Eater article. Uh, it says uh, Joe Stash had never watched Top Chef before being on the show. Does this change your read of him?
0: Oh.
4: Whoa, that's kind of no. Crazy.
0: You know he's busy foraging illegally in Golden Gate Park, I guess. But <laughs> <Right>? otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> unindictable. But man, what a criminal! Man, just coming out yeah, on TV and just, bragging about uh, illegally searching for mushrooms. I mean, a lot of people do that, but sure. at the same time, like, eh. He seems to be really into being a chef in sort of the the way that people who are involved in that culture, whether they watch Top Chef or not, are. So I don't think it changes my perception on him. I don't know. Anybody else? Unless unless it was like he just nailed the use of a pressure cooker, uh, then I'd be even more impressed because he didn't know to practice. But otherwise, it's like, yeah, you, you don't have to be a huge fan of the show to be good on the show.
1: It is kind of interesting, though, because it is, I, I don't know, it is like, my understanding is it's a pretty intensive application process, and so...
0: Interesting. I I, guess I don't of, know that much about the application. I know that sometimes people can go to, like, open casting calls, but it also seems like sometimes it's just, like, your friend was on the show, and so that you get to be on the show. Mm. Yeah, or you submit a video, you know? Yeah, yeah, usually you submit videos to stuff.
1: Right, but it has to be, like, a... Um, I think it was, I heard an interview with Chris Scott where he said it was... It has to be like a professional video and it can get kind of expensive and stuff. So. Oh, interesting.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah. Kind of interesting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, because a lot of times when you're getting to know the chefs, they show clips from their videos and mm-hmm. some of them are a little bit more homegrown, but a lot of them look kind of kind of shiny. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, Josef wrote in and um, he has an idea for... Uh, for a season, uh, which is instead of an all star all star season, the uh, take the people who are first out. Uh, Ooh, from a every first out!
0: That's the opposite of all star. It's the low stars season. Right, Top Chef. The no redemption. star season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Top Chef
4: early exit. It's just a. I think it's a great idea. It would be people a weird you thing barely to remember yeah. slash mm-hmm. a lot of home cooks. Oh, oh yeah, the Seth, Oh that that my gosh! Would...
3: But you know what that what that would mean? What we get back that guy. That got eliminated in that like Thunderdome. Yeah, yeah, the Thunderdome episode the where team. Tom yeah. walked around and criticized everyone.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and
0: the, the kid in there was a kid in uh, culinary school. Well, at the there time. were two of
1: them. It was like the one season where they're like, we're we're bringing in some kids who are in culinary school, and both of them got eliminated. Like what? Yeah. There was first a sudden death quick fire, and then the regular elimina- elimination challenge, and both of them got eliminated. So turns be-
0: out the name of this season is Oh, you were on Top Chef. I missed that one. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah that'd be it'd be kind of fun um let's see and whitney
0: why not <laughs> yeah i mean it's funny I, we remember those people by like how brutal their eliminations were but it's not like anyone has a favorite first out there's nobody we're yeah. like oh man I'd really love to see them cook more of their food mm-hmm. yeah
2: i feel like the show would basically just be master chef right
0: yeah basically <laughs> uh and then if you keep the culinary students it's also master chef jr
1: yeah <laughs> um joan wrote in uh he said he's enjoying the season so far um what's up joan yeah
0: sorry just always happy to have it here friend me. of the show yeah
1: yeah um but he has a feeling that none of these chefs would be able to compete against some of the previous seasons he doesn't see mm. anyone who's like really really outstanding like brooke may or even greg or dougie
0: interesting yeah what do you what guys do you, think yeah do you guys agree with him? I tend to think that Brooke would mop the floor with any of them. Mm, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm a huge Brooke fan. You're never going to hear me say something bad about May or even Greg or Dougie. Uh, but yeah, Dougie. I guess yeah, acquaintance of the show, Dougie. Um, yeah, I, but I I guess I feel like maybe it's it's so hard to judge because everyone is at a similar level. Yeah, like mm. I feel like maybe it's like the way like basketball players look like normal-sized people until you put a normal person next to them and they're like, Jesus, how are
4: these people walk?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, uh, true. That's
4: awesome. True. Yeah. Just
0: all, cause they're, so all these chefs are so good that next to each other, they all look kind of normal. But if you put one of them next to uh, like uh, almost any muggle it would be like, this is the best person you've ever seen. That's a fair point.
4: I think this is me stumping for Tom's perspective again, is like the food they keep putting up is like a little bit normal person food. Like the last couple of times, like Mm -hmm. there hasn't been anything where I'm like, whoa, I don't even begin to understand how that came to you as a vision, how you executed it. Like, you know, there's, there's an element of like mystique or like elevation that, has been missing lately. And I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that it can't be just like super great approachable food all the time. But I am saying that like to have that sense of like, wow, this is like, this is the person who's taking chefing to the next level. You do have to have some of those elements of surprise and like awestruck Mm. moments.
0: Yeah. I guess I would, I would be so on board with that. If his big concern was like, you guys need to swing for the fences. You're all being boring. But his problem was like, I don't mind nachos. They're just not good enough. And I guess that's the thing that I thought they already knew. But like, yeah, everyone's
4: swing for the fences. I think those things go hand in hand. Like, I don't mind this. Make it amazing. Like, it's not the type of food you're cooking. It's how you're cooking it. Like, Mm -hmm. that doesn't seem like, those don't seem like disjointed critiques to me. Yeah. Yeah. But also in the restaurant
0: wars, the team that played the safest won everything. And the team that swung for the fences struck
4: out. Cause yeah, they didn't works. do it right. Which yeah. like um, you can be the best chef ever, but if you don't cook a good plate of food, you have to leave. Yeah. That's how the show works.
1: <laughs> I think, I think the other thing I, I agree with you, Tanya, that it doesn't seem like, it seems like, you know, we're not getting the just like totally creative, really different type of dishes as much this season. Yeah. Um, and I also think that everyone has been so like we've, it seems like everyone has won some and they've lost some. You know, we're n-
0: yeah, it, which is, I mean, too. it's
1: always true. Yeah, but except for Carrie,
0: point. who's been running away with it.
1: But it doesn't. We don't have like that person who seems like the star, or you yes, know, or a couple yeah. of people who seem like the absolute stars. And yeah, like
4: they're really just you know.
0: Yeah, really. really well, I, standing out. Nobody's like, "Oh, this is Bruce's season." You know? Do yeah.
4: we think that has to do? Because I'm, I'm, now I'm all nervous because, like, it's also been like the friendliest season. Do we think mm. those things are related? Oh yeah. I
0: don't
1: know. Because I think when I when I think back to the people that I thought of as like the stars, they weren't necessarily they were, you know, not friendly.
0: So right, Nicholas Elmi. Well, sure. <laughs> oh. I mean, like, well, like, so a season where somebody ran away with it was like Hung, and he was not anybody's friend he wasn't mean he was just like a little messy and focused on himself um but like the like little vault was kind of standoffish not mean but he was like not super charming either
4: but again very focused on himself yeah, which focus. you know yeah it's part of winning to an extent it yeah. definitely didn't endear him to me ever but yeah. that's fine
0: and i would i would take like focused and not like not wasting time being charming but over somebody who's like conniving and mean and I don't think that you have to be sure. mean to win. You just but focused might help. Uh, well if you have a thoughts on that, we'd love to hear your opinions. I'd also like you to hear you weigh on whether you thought Tom was being Papa Tom was being uh, too mean to his little ducklings. Uh, the best way is to write in Again Mailbag <laughs> at packyourmics.com. We'd love to get your emails. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter and anywhere else. Uh, find podcasts receive messages uh thanks megan thanks mailbaggers uh now it's time for our final thoughts slash predictions bold predictions if you have them um i have one i'd love to hear who's going out next uh although it seems like we we talked a little bit more about how it probably has to be joe stash um although it's possible you could predict he's going to keep walking that tightrope. um my bold prediction though is that next week during the quickfire every chef shows up wearing a fake mustache and padma can't tell them apart ah
3: (laughs) i would love that that would be so what's that
0: sarah i couldn't hear you on the mic
3: oh i said i would love that
0: yeah that would be so fun probably not true do you guys have a bold prediction new york bruce doesn't cook pasta until the finale oh Oh. he has to go on a pasta diet i like that i I, that's a solid prediction and also makes me sad i don't mind if he cooks pasta every day Mm. Mm. he didn't get to cook his spirit pasta i bet if he makes the finale he's gonna cook his spirit pasta
1: Oh mm. yeah, because he didn't. It was a quick fire, and so right, right, right. it didn't he, really work didn't have out time with to the, get extruder. the
0: extruder. Yeah. extruder working. yeah, didn't get extruded.
3: Ellie,
0: yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, do you guys have a bold prediction?
3: I feel like this might be kind of Carrie's time. Yeah, I feel like she's going to keep rocking it out. She seems very confident in everything that she's doing, and yeah. she keeps just like nailing these things that honestly don't sound good to me again going back to that Nutella Benedict yeah. <laughs> but like apparently she just executes them really really well so I mm-hmm. feel like with her like kind of calm energy and her uh, apparent ability to like mix flavors she's she's gonna keep rocking it.
0: Man it, she she was she had trouble that first challenge on the street fair where she used to work and then she's seemed bulletproof since then mm. I, I love the confidence I think it's hard to fight argue someone who's cooking with that much confidence Anybody else? Bold predictions?
2: Uh, I think whoever... They're going to bring Last Chance Kitchen back in the Quick Fire next week. Because I was really weirded out by like why there's two guys still.
0: Oh, yeah. There's well, brother and uh, baby Joe. Yeah. So he, I think Tom said two more challenges this week. Mm, maybe. And so that could be... But maybe like... They could be back-to-back and you eliminate one and then the other one... And then you do one that moves on. So that could be next week or it could be... Two weeks, or it could be two challenges. But then the last one, one of three, gets to move on. So it's yeah. it's coming up soon. But I I do not know when. I, I'd love it to be next week.
1: Is, I think yeah, it's usually like when prediction. there's three people left that they bring in the person from Last Chance Kitchen. Right? But if
0: they have six now,
1: I think they have five now. They have
0: five now. Oh, you're right. There's five yeah. now. So if so it's would, two, would more, then it three, two more, then it would be three, and then go back up to four. Yeah. So next the, week they're going to decide who's who makes the finale, right? Of Last Chance Kitchen, yes, and then they no, no, do. no of of the of Top Chef of Top Chef. Oh yes, 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 the, that sounds right too. Wow, we're coming, we're Wait. coming to the close. So after Is next the week, there'll four be four people? left. Yeah. Oh okay. Well, next they do a two episode finale. Well,
3: and they go to like Mexico or Hawaii or wherever, and and then one person immediately or, leaves.
0: <laughs> or a cruise ship to Alaska that everybody's really excited to be um, on. Oh
3: yeah. Oh my gosh. I. You know what. Top Chef Seattle made me angrier than any other season of Top Chef. I was,
0: I, I feel like, well, I guess then maybe just our last question, because I remember that being a little bit of a letdown uh, for our Seattle experiences. Do you guys feel like Denver has been represented well this year?
3: As someone, uh, I have never been to Denver, so I don't does this know. Work you
0: want to more or less?
3: More, yes. Cool. It looks great.
1: Yeah, as I guess. So can't really speak authoritatively because i'm not from denver but it does seem like they're highlighting a lot of denver stuff and they're not like taking off
0: and going somewhere else too often
1: yeah. so
3: yeah because they, they yeah they're not going to canada all the time it's <laughs>
0: true too because they kept saying this was top chef colorado so we were assuming they were going to do i don't know a week in aspen or something but they've been all denver with a, a few like a camping so for the camping yeah. yeah but they haven't been like featuring other cities so it's right. been It kind of reminds me of Boston in that I think they've, like, acquitted it nicely, but haven't, like, really shown me why this place is super different. Um, It's just like, oh, yeah, Denver's playing in the big leagues, too. That's sort of how I feel. Hmm. I I I, agree. I've been to Denver a lot. I like it. And this city, like, makes it it look cool. Although I'm never like, well, you were inside the sports stadium. What a cool city. But you can't walk on the grass. Oh, yeah. Did you guys (laughs) notice this is my favorite part of this episode they come running into the stadium and then uh, uh butterfunk looks like he's gonna throw the ball and then they like stop short right before the grass and then they don't move any further and then they slowly retreat like someone was like don't you dare go on the grass wow so funny there was like a force field on the grass nobody else noticed that okay i know i i did and also greens crews are really intense about For the grass sure. so like sure. makes sense Alright, well, if any of those predictions come true, we'll talk about it next week. Also, we'd always love to have your bold predictions. That's going to do it for us for this week of Pack Your Mics. We'll be back next week with an... Uh, uh, we're getting down to it. So, another tragic episode, I will assume, uh, next yep. week. Unless unless Joe Stash goes home and then we'll all feel nothing. So, uh, find out all about that next week on Pack Your Mics. You can subscribe, review, donate all at packyourmics.com. And, um... This kind of hurts me, but Chris, you gotta pack your mics and go. Yeah, what? No, yeah, no, There's just too many good people on the show these days, so we had to come. But my to podcasting like, was in the colors of the team where you are. <laughs> I'm gonna cry for you, but I'm also disappointed, huh? Okay, well, I guess I'll see you on Last Chance Chris.
4: <laughs> Last Chance Chris.
0: Last Chance Chris is better than Last Chance Podcast because it makes it seem like if you lose, you have to stop It's only Chris. Chris is there.
4: And he usually makes it back in. It's pretty cool. He does. Every
0: season. Uh, very good run there. Uh, well, thanks for being here, Chris and Tanya. It's always great to talk to you guys. Uh-huh. Ooh. uh And in LA, it's uh, new Sarah and Kyle. Thank you guys so much
3: hey yay thanks for having us go eagles this will be funny in the future <laughs>
0: it does feel like the entire podcast is rooting for the eagles but not in a passionate way like in like a very this no. is new to us way they
3: aren't my team but i want them yeah. to have a nice thing same
0: same 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 uh well uh i hope you guys have a good time at your respective super bowl parties and you also all recover from your decadent evenings Thanks for talking to me, Megan. Absolutely. Thanks for smiling nervous at my jokes. Yay. (laughs) All right. uh, We'll be back next week. Uh, Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Uh, Let's pretend that was louder. Uh. Perfect. Technically flawless. (laughs)